Uh, you guys are spoiled. You guys are spoiled, uh, huh? I, um, I'm going to lock the doors next Sunday. You're going to go to another church, and then you're going to come back grateful. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to lock the doors. This ain't your grandma's church. Nothing wrong with that, though. I love my grandma's church. Uh, Matthew 26, we're, we're doing this tribe series. The whole idea is we're born to belong, and we, we aren't good alone. It's just, we're, we're just ridiculously social creatures. And it, it comes out in a thousand different ways, but we, we even know that Humans, need, infants need to be touched. They, they even learned this like with uh, babies in, in, in Romania at one point that they were giving them the food, they were giving them the, the nutrition, but they weren't being held at these, uh, at these orphanages because of all kinds of tragedy. And they, they, they stumbled onto, you know, hu- human beings need touch. It's not good to be alone. And today I want to talk about how we can really, truly connect with others. Um, how many of you were here at the beginning when we started the series? How many, do, do you guys remember like the, the Lego disco session I had with the Legos? Well, they got all in there, and they were all shaking together, and that's what happens in our society a lot. You're, so you can be around a lot of people. You can go to a rave. You can bump into a lot of people. You can even dance, but sometimes we don't connect. And the connecting has to do with openness. So if you go back to the Lego, there's, a, there's an opening there's an opening. And if there's an opening, there's the possibility of connecting. If there's not an opening, there's not a possibility. So you can come in here, not open up your heart to God, to others. You can slide right back out. And it could be an hour of absolute boredom or an hour of entertainment or whatever your flavor it is, but that's all it will be. But if your heart is open... There's a possibility you can connect. Matthew 26. Verse 33, Peter replied, how many love, you got to love Peter, huh? How many love Peter? I mean, that's our guy, right? Like, that's me. Um, Jesus is telling them that he's going to die and And he says to them, this night you will all fall away, right? And here's Peter's reply. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Go, Peter. Verse 34, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me. What? Three times. Well, there's a lot there. First, why, why, 
Why did Peter need to insist? You ever thought about that? Jesus says, tonight you're all, it's going to get bad. I'm just letting you know it's going to get bad. You're all going to flee. And Peter immediately has to put on super cape. Anybody got a cape? You got, you got, you got one. You got to put it on. He looks at the other disciples like, this guy, this is Jesus, where does he come up with this stuff, right? I'm not going to deny him. I am what? Super apostle, right? There's no way. And Peter has the same disease that you and I have. Ready? We have two versions of ourselves: The real us and the one that's in our head. Is it, you know what I'm talking about? They talk to each other too sometimes. The one that you want everyone to think is real. The projected you. And sometimes you get them confused. You know, like, what's role am I playing here? And Peter gets in a situation where he, he, he feels like I have, to, I have to let people know that I'm, I'm better than this. Which makes us ask another question. Why is it that we have to impress people? Have you ever thought about it? I mean, don't tell me you don't, but just tell me, if you thought about it, have you thought about why? And the gap between who we really are and who we pretend to be is the, is the, is the stress in our life. One time I had a, we used to do this budgeting class, um, and I had a person come to me and say, well, well yeah, but I, 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 I don't know, I, my, my income is uncertain, so I don't know should I budget for this much money a month or should I budget for this much money a month? And, and I said, oh, okay, so you don't have like a, you know, $100 every week comes in or 800 or whatever. You don't have that regularity. So he says, well, what should I do? And I said, well, how much stress do you want to live with? I mean, that's the, you got to answer the question. You want a lot of stress? Well, then live in a house that's at the maximum that you ever get in a month. Live in that house. And then every month just stress out that's going to come in. Or do what? Go down here to this little shack, right? How many know a shack with a smile is better than a mansion with a frown? There's a proverb there. Oh, there actually is. It's in Proverbs. Better to eat crumbs being happy, right? Than to have strife. But my point was, it was a stress level. So the, the projection of who you, this person, this persona, super apostle, I will never deny you. Now, first of all, is he fooling Jesus? No. And reality is, do you think by this point, in the, if you've read the God, is he fooling any of the other disciples? Probably not. And can I just say one thing? Just be nice to you today. You're not fooling us. We already know. Now, it's okay, all right? 
we, we have to have a little social construct, right? So we can't all walk in here yelling at each other, you cursing out your wife on the way in, kicking your kids. And we got to have a little normalcy. Is anybody with me? Most of you aren't drunk here that I can see. I mean, you sober up for church. I mean, you, 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 too close to home. Uh, just let me know. Let me know where I can go and where I can. I just, just, okay. So we have some normal constructs, right? And, and, and that's okay, right? You can't, when people say, how are you doing? You can't just go, <laughs> every five minutes to every person. That's, you won't survive and neither would we, right? So, however, however, if, if we aren't careful, that, that projection starts to get a hard shell. And then you feel like you have to live up to this thing that you've created in your mind or your head. And the stress between that person and this person is unbearable. It's probably not unrelated that the thing to do in social media is to put your what? Best foot forward, right? You don't put your worst picture. How I many know? Just think, just think of what it would have been like if you had social media, but you had the old school cameras. Huh? I mean, back in the day, you took one picture. You got everybody set, right? Because this is going to take forever. I have to go get it developed. I know, kids, you don't know what I'm talking about, but just after the service, I'll meet with you. We can have prayer. But you used, used to go like, and it, but now it's just like, picture, 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 picture. And, and I mean, I, I, mean, I, got, I got to tell you, in our household, man, we have raised a poser, an absolute four-year-old poser. I don't know what happened, but if you pull out a camera, just expect it. Oh, no, I mean, we got trouble on our hands. Uh, we do. Uh, yeah. Forget me praying for you. You guys are going to be praying for me. The, we, we project. And so now, but, but it's, it's hilarious and it's deadly. Somehow, I, we, we, then we feel like I got to live up to this thing that I'm putting out there. I'll just say this for, for whatever it's worth. And this is just my opinion. I think it's probably fine that you put out your, your best picture. I think that's probably doing us all a solid. I think that's fine. I think what's slippery is when you start to believe it. In other words, you start to buy into that's always how I look and that's always how I have to look and that's how I want everyone to think our family is. A couple of things you should know right out of the gate. One is that we all struggle. The other is that we're all pretty ugly in the morning. You know? And there are, there is, there's a difference. And, and, and that's okay. Do, I mean, if you've ever watched these shows or watch one of these shows where they follow around like uh, guys and gals in like rock bands and they become these superstars and, and, and they make up these personas and, and, and the line gets blurred between who they really are and this person they put on stage. And I mean, person after person after person is on drugs and just 
just absolutely blow, and you, you look at there like, why are you self-destructing? Because it's easy for you on the outside to just go, why did you just ruin your life? But you didn't live with that tension between, here's who I really am, and here's who I, no, this is why this is important. The thing that all of us really want in life, all we ever really, every single person here, you only really want couple of things. One of the things that you want is to be loved and accepted. Go figure. That's really it. The problem is this. If you put that out there and you tell people to love that and you want to feel love here and it's getting directed where? You feel the difference. You feel the gap, and you intuitively know they don't love me. They love what? That. I'm just kind of a slob. Well, my wife would say, I am a slob. <laughs> I won't look. Any other slobs here? Just slobs unanimous. Let's unite for a minute. I mean, I like, to, when I, I like to just like throw it on the floor for a while. I mean, I'll pick it up eventually. Is anybody with me? I'll stay over here. I'll get to it. You, you, when, you, when you're out of your zone, you're, you're, you're in this place between this. Peter's like, I'll never, I will never. He's looking around like, Peter, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to deny him. You're going to run. That's who you are right now. By, by the way, that also isn't the place you have to stay. One of the great things about being open is not only can you now be, now, now you can receive love because now you're showing people, well, this is who I really am. And then the love can get directed to what? The real you. You know what's amazing when people know you and they love you? Sometimes churches have been non-helpful in this area. Um, not to go throwing stones at churches or ours or anything. It's just sometimes the nature of it is like it's the place you've got to pretend the most. And I would just like to say, please don't let that be true of you here. You, you just don't. Um, because it, it, it closes you off from being really loved, really loved. You know, I'm not saying you open yourself up to every single human being and all that, but I don't think that's probably really healthy. But I, I do think you need to get to some people who can really know you and love you. Because it's a very old saying, but nobody is perfect. And we need to be loved in spite of that, through that. Jesus never said, I don't love you, Peter. <laughs> he just said, I don't think you're going to make it through this one. You aren't here yet. It, it, it might not be different than me telling Charlie, like, uh, 
I don't think you can use that knife yet. That's not where you're at developmentally. And she will tell me, of course I can. I mean, I just let her use the scissors last night. And the whole time I'm like, her mom's not home. And I'm like, I'm not even worried about her. I'm worried about me. I'm going to die. I'm going to get killed for doing this. I'm wincing. I'm watching. I'm like, your fingers are your fingers. I know, Dad. I know. Like, well, look at it. Look while you're doing it. You know, in Flint, I learned a no-look pass. We don't do no-look scissors when you're four. You look at it. What was I talking about? Was it something good? It was... Was it good, Michelle, or was it not good? I'm being open. I don't know what the point was. So Peter, he's got this cape on, and he wants everyone to look at this and to buy into it. And then... Jesus, he runs, of course, and Jesus gets arrested. And what does Peter do? This is the good part of the story. He hangs in the shadows because he still wants to believe that he's that person. He's not because he would just step out of the shadows. But he, what does he do? He just kind of, think of the stress. Can you, can you see Peter? He's just like getting in the courtyard. Changing costume, literally changing costume. Literally, he's trying to talk with a different accent because in one of the stories, his accent gives him away. Hello. <laughs> this is the British accent. You know, he's trying everything he can. I'm not with him. And what's the whole thing? The whole thing is a facade. It's not the real. And the, the distress. Finally, he gets called out by a, a young girl. I mean, it's, 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 he, this little servant girl, she's like, uh, hey, no, I'm pretty sure you were with him. I, I'm pretty, I, I, I. And here's the, here's the thing. The difference between, the difference between projecting, here's who I want you to think that I am, and here's who I really am. If that gulf gets too big, you get in trouble. Do you, think, do you think it's an accident when you read in Genesis? It says, Adam and Eve, they took the fruit and their eyes were what? Opened. And they realized that they were naked. And the first thing they wanted to do was hide. Hide. Now, you know, one, one of the things that's really fun about having a three or four-year-old in the house now, now four, but is hide-and-go-seek. Well, it's fun for the first five minutes, not an hour later, but <laughs> hide-and-go-seek is fun. And, and every kid learns this early. And every kid wants to do this. They want to hide. They want you to find them. And the funniest thing about kids are, like, if they're hiding their eyes, they think you can't see them. If they can't see you, they just assume. Right, and so here is Adam and Eve. You know, they're just, they're hiding behind these fig leaves, just thinking that they're hiding from God. 
You're not hiding. Peter wasn't hiding. So obvious, Peter. So obvious. He said, I was afraid, so I hid. Genesis says, I was afraid. Here's what I like to say that's so vital for us having really good relationships. You know, try not to hide. One of the, one of the things that really should be acknowledged, I think, because it was born from the, 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 the Gospels and, the, and, a, and a church model are the recovery programs. The first thing you do is you introduce yourself as a failure. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm a struggling alcoholic. Hi, I'm Chris. I am this. I am. It's the first thing you do. Let's just get that on the table. How I many know it takes a lot of air out of the room right there? I don't know how many times I've told you up here, I gave you a free confessional, just let, let's just get it out there. Now, I didn't, I didn't grow up Catholic. Only thing I've seen about like Catholic confessionals are like in the movies and stuff, and the people, some of you guys tell me these stories, you know, so I know it's gotten a bad rap, and I don't know enough about it, but I'll say it, I think it has its troubles as far as... Being right with God, if you say enough prayers and you say I'm right and all that. However, however, boy, there is something about getting that off your shoulders, man. There is something helpful about just getting it off your shoulders. You know what? I'm this. Here's the real me. No one's ever advocated that you... If you struggle with something or you need to grow in some area that you should stop growing, not a bit. But to not admit where you are, for Peter to not know where he was, then he never could grow. And he did grow. But there is something incredible about healing that's why it says in James, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. It's kind of weird. They seem like they don't go together. You might say, well, tell God about your sickness so you might be healed. It's like, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Your, your shortcomings, the, 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 the transparency about... I mean, if you've, ever, if you've ever been around someone that's trying to fake it so hard... It's so painful to watch. Have you, have you ever been in a social situation where you were, you're, I'm not talking about like an overly serious one, but just like in a social situation where you were posing a bit? I'll give you an example. Have you, maybe some of you guys or gals might relate to this where, but I, I think of like being with my, my guy friends in Flint, you know, and we get like on the tee, the golfing. And I mean, it's like poserama up there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's like a posing contest. And the reality is, none of us are that good. 
You know what I mean? Like there's probably two guys that are decent. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, but it's, you know what's crazy is if you've ever done it, the anxiety that you feel on the first tee. It's not on the eighth tee. You don't feel that. Now, this is, this is something to think about. Why don't you feel that anxiety on the eighth tee? Why on the first tee? Because by the eighth tee, we know. <laughs> we all know. He sucks. Oh, he sucks, man. He sucks. It's the cats out of the bag. But for like that one little moment, you kind of think, I might fool them. Is anybody with me? Uh, me and, me and a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God for the eighth tee. When it's, ah, I do suck, don't I? <laughs> a friend of mine, we were, we were playing golf. We were on a golfing trip, and I was visiting my family. We were in Arizona. <laughs> we were at this just ridiculously beautiful place, like a place I do not belong. You know what I mean? I, I have no business being there. And it's like we're up on this like vista, and we're looking out, and I'm like, this is unreal. And... They pair you with somebody. Now, again, because I'm a poser, like, don't pair me with anybody because now I really got to pose. <laughs> and they paired us with these two guys, and they're from New York, and they're like, ah, oh, they're real golfers. <laughs> you know, is anybody with me? Oh, the anxiety. Oh, let me tell you this. We get on this, like, oh, God, okay, just, just, we're just like talking. It's like, it'll be, we'll be okay. We'll be okay, right? We can be okay. We get out there. God's honest truth. I had an okay drive. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay, you know. And my buddy just smashes one, and I'm like, where'd you come from? You know what I mean? And uh, it, it has never happened before and never since. We both birdied the first hole. Like, no, no, no. Don't, 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 because, no. I'll tell you, no. Because I could show you the scorecard. I, I saved it. Nine, eleven, and uh, now I was in real trouble because now on the second tree, the second tee, they really believed we were good. Is that right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The stress was three times. Okay, let me just get this duff out of the way where the turf goes farther than the ball. You know what I mean? Now look, your your reality is okay. It's okay. In the golfing world, you're just a certain number handicap. And I kind of think we should have that at church. You know what I mean? Like in golfing, you just go up to what's your handicap. Oh, well. 24, whatever, you give, give them a number. You go to church. You say, I am Chris, I'm a sinner, saved by grace. I'm a 29 handicap. And I go, well, actually, you got to sit in the back. But welcome. <laughs> welcome to Orchard Grove. And you get set. Welcome. That's where you are. That's where you are. That's where you are. Where you are is okay. Just don't stay there. Just keep growing. And the more open you are, two things. The more open you are, the more possibility there is that you can grow. And the more open you are, the more connected you can be. Because now you can be loved. What happened for a lot of us, we settled for being adored instead of loved. 
I just want people to adore me. I want, no, no, no. You want people to know you and love you. And the only way that that's possible is to know where you are. To take the cape off. Something happens when Jesus dies. They take his clothes. He's naked. The gospel writers are certainly taking us all the way back to Genesis. To that vulnerability spot. He said, see these wounds? Do you know the word vulnerability comes from the Latin word for wound? That's what it means. So at the closing here, we're going to celebrate the one that was wounded for us. Wounded for our transgressions. The most vulnerable one. The most open one. And I implore you when you take the bread and the cup today that you'll do it with an open heart, open to God, open to God's gift of grace and love and forgiveness and open to others. Because God loves you just as you are. He loves you just as you are. So I'll ask you guys in the front if you'll come. You'll take the bread and cup and you'll hold on to it until everyone's received. And then if you're at home, you can do the same. Join us or wherever you are. Get the bread and the cup and take it with us. This is for everybody, all right? So we welcome you. If you've never been here, please, please join us. One of the one of the reasons that we one of the reasons that we don't open is it's like a risk. It's a, it's a it's a vulnerability. Um, you get you can get hurt. I mean, you know, the first thing in the ring they tell you protect yourself at what protect yourself at all times. You don't. And, and they're, they're, it's their way of saying to you, like, even if I break you guys apart, don't let your guard down because just something can happen. Just protect yourself at all times. But the problem is you can't experience love that way. You just can't. You have to be open. So every time we do this, I begin by saying, on the night he was what? Betrayed. And you can say, well, if he was smart, he would never let anyone get that close, so it never happened to him. But that's not what it says. It says on the night he was betrayed. Could I add on the night he was heartbroken? On the night he was heartbroken. Because he opened himself up to those brothers. On that very night, he fellowshiped with them, opening his heart, and he said, this is my body, broken, broken for you, the bread.
After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This is about God's grace in your life going forward. This is about God's forgiveness and healing. We're all here. We're all here because of God's grace and his forgiveness in our life. That's why we're all here. God gives us another chance going forward, a chance to be better. After supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant. As often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. So I'll stand for a prayer together. Our loving Heavenly Father, our wonderfully wounded Savior, We come to you with open hearts. First, we pray for your grace in our life. Grace to be open, the grace to grow, the grace to love others wherever they are, whatever handicap they're carrying. God, we pray today that you will bless our tribe as we come together as a family. Let us learn to love the way that you loved. God, let us carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Thank you for showing us the way. Lead us by your grace. In Christ's name, amen. 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 God bless you, Orchard Grove. Happy Sunday.